Hello, hello, and welcome back to my channel, The Beauty Squad. So, guys, first of all, I just want to say thank you to everyone out there who's been kind of supporting my channel and sharing my channel. It's been amazing. And I'm very new to this, so I'm not like an experienced podcaster, but I'm doing my best to kind of find the information in regards to the beauty, makeup, fashion industry to kind of give you more of an insight into it. And also, if you have an interest in getting into it, be it fashion or editorial or modeling or makeup or beauty or photography, I'm kind of researching and getting in contact with people in the industry who are up and coming or they've kind of established themselves or maybe they've owning businesses i've definitely got a lot of people with good experience out there sharing it with you guys so again thank you for so much for your support and for sharing my channel and liking my channel it's been amazing so far so yeah let's get stuck in today's uh, episode and today's episode is really focused on photography so this is i would say one of my weaknesses as a makeup artist because it was one thing i was never really a hundred percent into like i just couldn't get it like i think the first thing I remember doing when I was at London College of Fashion was Photoshop. It I didn't have a pay I don't have the patience for it. I have the patience for painting people's faces all day, but when it came to tech, I was like, oh, I'm over this. So it's one area I would say it was a weakness of mine. So I've got in touch with an amazing photographer who's going to kind of answer some Q and A's like normal and just kind of give you an insight into photography and all the equipment and his experience and how he's grown. An amazing photographer, and that is coming up shortly. So today we have Damien Broderick and he is the photographer I've got in contact with. So welcome Damien. If you can just explain everyone about a bit about you and what you kind of do. My name is Damien Broderick. My company is 1943.ie and my Instagram handle is just Damien Broderick. So definitely have a look at that website is 1943 and then its Instagram handle is Damien Broderick. Definitely have a look at his pictures like it's it's very very good it's it's pages unreal so definitely if you want maybe inspiration or to have a look or to see kind of what style of photography he does definitely check out his page so Damien what would you say your kind of style of photography is I'd say my style of photography is kind of dark and moody um with a strong kind of vintage kind of aesthetic um kind of like an enhanced reality, kind of like looking through rose-tinted glasses, but I don't know, not rose-tinted, like a more beigey colour tinted glasses. And how long have you been doing photography for? Um, I started photography like 15 years ago, um, and I've probably been, you know, part of the photography industry, like in terms of getting paid work for about five years. So a lot of people I've kind of spoke to in modeling and photography and makeup they have been doing it for like five years to like a decade so that's like a lot of experience they're bringing to the table to kind of give those advice and experiences and what they've done in the past so it's interesting to see like you have a different range of people in the industry so as cliche as it sounds Damien if you have to kind of describe photography in three words how would you kind of describe it like what would be your kind of take on photography um, photography in three words is quite difficult. Um, I think there's a YouTuber um, and a filmmaker called Maddie Hapoya who has a great quote which says, create, learn and repeat. And if you want to get good at anything, um, that's a perfect mantra to live by. And that is actually true, like it is experience. I think whenever you start out on any field, 
any kind of career, it takes time to gain that experience. Like you can't just jump into photography and be like, okay, I'm going to be recognized. I'm going to be, you know, internationally known. I'm going to do all these runways, do all the editorials, all the famous models. It takes time to grow your your business and your learning that learning curve and understanding the industry because you have to understand you know what your competitors are you know what the trends are at the moment how it's changing the past of photography the present where photography is going because i remember like years ago well this is going to show my age but you you get these like kodak cameras and you go out and take pictures and you wait two or three days to get them developed like now it's all digital everything's very instant you've got selfies on your phone your the phone uh technology has become so much more advanced we've got like different photo editing apps on there as well so everyone has a lot more kind of support there when it comes to photography even if you're like an advanced beginner so it's interesting to see how it's actually changing as well in regards to blogs Damien like I can see that you have one can you just explain to me about the 1943 and, and what it's all about um I started 1943 about two years ago um my blog was probably about three four years old and then I kind of manifested and evolved it into 1943 which was more of a photography based and you know content creation company as opposed to just the generic blog and i think blogs are great because they kind of keep your followers or the people's interest in your particular craft updated so you can update them of what's new what's happening what's trending at the moment so it's great to actually have that a blog just like instagram or any kind of social media platform is really good to kind of keep your followers up to date with what's trending what's going on maybe what what's new your images what's new launching what you have coming out or any work you have you feel like you want to update it so it's very cool to actually have a blog or any type of social media just to kind of keep your say followers updated with everything which is new and current so damien the blog 1943 how did that come about like how did you kind of come up with the name? What was the inspiration behind it? So the 1943 is kind of a funny and not so funny story at the same time. Um, so someone made a joke about how I dress and asked if I was going to meet Michael Collins at the GPO. Um, so I thought to myself, oh, what year would it be if I was born in 1916? And I was 27 when I started 1943. So it would have been the year 1943 if I was born in 1916. So that's kind of where it came from, uh, kind of like making a joke out of a joke. Um, and I just thought it sounded good. Like it kind of had a nice ring to it, 1943.ie. And yeah, I just kind of stuck with it because it was kind of different and kind of unique. And that's your point of difference. Like when you're doing a blog or an Instagram page or whatever kind of social media page you want to share your art from on, like it has to be unique. Like there's no point having like, for example, makeup artists, I know they kind of use, I don't know, like, I'm not going to name any, but I, mean, I know there's a lot of generic ones where even people use, like, their names and then MUA afterwards. But, again, your name could be very common or very popular. So it's very hard to kind of search for you. Again, if you kind of Google search that page, 1943, not many is going to come up because it's so unique. So definitely what Damien's saying is correct. Like, have something which is a point of difference in the sense of what makes your brand stand out from other brands be it any type of field it's like branding within cosmetics what's your uniqueness what makes you unique as a brand and you know how can i find this particular brand if i search for you are you top of the list again if i look here on social media is that gonna be like 20 million of you or is it just gonna be one or two 
to see the difference there. So yeah, that's a very good point to actually make in regards to blogging. So Damon, going back to like the 1943 blog, if I say, for example, I was interested in setting up a blog, what would be kind of your tips to kind of making it successful? Like, is it down to followers? Is it down to branding? What kind of advice would you give on a new blog starter? What makes a good blog? I think... I think what makes a good blog is when it starts from a genuine place, from a genuine uh, passion to share something, when you have a creative itch and it needs to be scratched. Um, And I think if that's your reason for starting it, then it's inevitably going to be successful. Um, People will relate to passion and that's what's going to attract an audience. If you're starting a blog just to earn money, just to get free things, just for a bit of fame or whatever those reasons may be um, I think you're just setting yourself up for an inevitable downfall um, I think if there's a certain standard of work that's being produced and it comes from a good place um, a passionate place to share and create um, I think that's what creates a good engaging blog and I think that's that's good to kind of mention I think I did mention that on my first kind of episode like I'm obviously new to podcasting don't really have a clue what I'm doing But in my opinion, getting the answers from people from the industry to share with my followers, to me, it's it's what I love. I love information. And I did mention that previously and why I became a trainer in London, because like I love absorbing that information. And I think you can never not never stop learning in regardless of what like um, kind of forum you're in, if it's the makeup side, the beauty, photography, because it's always changing. There's always new trends. There's always new products. There's always like a jump forward in the industry in in products and how they're evolving so for me doing this podcast is the reason why is because i have the i have a passion for the industry like i love the cosmetics and beauty industry and the fashion industry i think it's amazing it's always changing and how it's come in like the last decade even the last um hundred years it's it's just amazing it's an industry which is so intriguing and it's a multi-billion pound industry so it's doing something right if it survived you know, all these wars and everything that's come out of, people still want photos taken. People still want to feel beautiful. People still want their hair done. And I love that that kind of aspect of the actual industry. And Damon, you have like such a huge following on Instagram. Like, did you have any challenges when you first kind of started out? Because obviously with, you know, on Instagram, like you start off with one follower. So how, how did you get such a good following to your instagram and to your blog how did you grow grow that side of it i think the challenges that i've faced in like the photography industry are the same that most people face in the industry there is a lot of people that create good work um, and more so now than ever and because of social media and things like that and that works in my favor just as much as it does in anybody else's favor that if somebody is looking for a particular type of work, it's so easily accessed and so easily found now that they can just take a couple of hours and scroll through Instagram and find someone who's absolutely amazing at a particular style of photography that they're looking for. Um, and yeah, they they find it. So um, I think that's probably the only real challenge that anybody faces. And I think a lot of people in the, these these industry or this industry now it's a lot more easier because 
back in the day, it was like everything was very physical. It was like you had a physical portfolio. Nothing was really online. Like Instagram was only like a baby and Facebook kind of was taking off. And I think it was Bebo back in the day. I remember people used to be on. Um, but like now you've got so much more platforms to kind of use as a stepping stone to get your work out there. Like Pinterest as well is also quite good for photography or images if you're interested in taking images. So that is very interesting to see that there is a lot more, I would not say opportunity, I would say opportunity. There's a lot more opportunity, but at the, at the same time, you've got a lot more people doing what they're doing in the industry. So there's a lot more makeup artists, there's a lot more photographers, you know, you, people are watching like YouTube a lot more now. So there's a lot more educational videos out there. So yeah, I think you are in control of where you want to go. I don't believe it's in, it, in followers. I 100% agree with Damien that is in your quality of work. Like you can have 100,000 followers on Instagram and be the worst makeup artist I've ever seen. So to me, it's it's not about your following. It's about your worth ethic, ethic your passion for the industry and, and where you want to take your business. Like what you see your business doing and how you're kind of affecting and uh, contacting people in that way. So yeah, it's, it's, it's very interesting that side. And as I previously mentioned, Damien, like a lot of people now, like, you know, it's Instagram and, you know, TikTok and all these kind of following pages where you follow. In regards to like doing something like a blog where it's a quality body of work, like what's important to you, to you when you're branding in your blog? Um, for the longest time, like when I first started out, like the blog, I was like very focused on the numbers Um but now I, I really don't pay much attention at all. I pay way more attention to the quality of the work that I'm putting out, whether that be simply an Instagram story or whether it be a YouTube video or whether it be a blog post or even a single Instagram post. The level of work needs to maintain a certain standard. Um, and I think that's what attracts people to my work and my following. Um I don't know, I, I don't actively try to grow it. I just try to be consistent with the level of work that I'm putting out. And I think that's it. If, you, if you've got good work, your brand will organically grow. Like, you don't have to force it to grow. Like, if your work's good and it starts to be recognised and people are sharing it and it will naturally organically grow. So I think a lot of people think, right, I'm going to put some pictures on Instagram and then I'm going to be, like, Instagram famous in a week or two. It doesn't work like that. No brand works like that because everyone will be launching in cosmetics uh, companies, photography companies, and everyone will be out there making millions of um, dollars every week. So it is interesting to see that side of it as well. Like, look at your content and your quality to see that it's really, if you, if you could put out the last images of your work, be it in any part of the industry, would you be successful with that if you never went back to it again? Like, how would that look in your perspective? And Damien, what would you say like your biggest achievement is? What's been your greatest kind of achievement within the industry so far? Um, my greatest achievement? Um, I photographed my sister's wedding and I didn't completely ruin it. <laughs> so that was um, that was nice. And I think having my work um, published for Raymondville. Um, so I was a, an ambassador for the Swiss watch brand Raymondville and some of the photos that I took, which literally just had to be sent off to be approved so I could post them on my Instagram. And the company then ran those images as commercial advertisements. So 
they're the first Swiss watch brand to use a tattooed person as the face of their brand. They're the first company to use influencer-created content as commercial advertisement. Um, the only other luxury watch brand to use a tattooed person as the face of the brand is Tudor, and their model was David Beckham. So um, that was quite surreal, and yeah, that's probably quite a big achievement. It's uh, yeah. It's a- and again, going back to that, like a uh, quality of work and everything. You just don't know who's on your page or who's looking at your page. And especially with Instagram, when you're tagging particular companies, like you can have a spokesperson or someone who's in their marketing and be looking for all these tags and looking how their own company's trending and get in contact with you. So again, you need to ensure that your work or quality of work or body of work, however you want to explain it, is literally perfection. Because you never know that, know that can actually lead to a job opportunity as well. And in your opinion, what makes a good photographer? Um, oh, what makes a good photographer is a really good question because, you know, essentially it's art, so it's, like, subjective. Um, there's photographs that I absolutely love that people think are trash. Um, there's photographers that I think their work is incredible and other people think it's trash. Um, I think what makes a good photographer is somebody who can overcome any sort of obstacles that are put in their way especially when they're under pressure so if you have a tight deadline and you're expected to get a certain a certain image being able to execute that in that environment i think is what makes a good photographer whether you know whether that just be taking a product shot or taking a particular portrait of somebody and if you can execute a high standard of work under pressure. I think that's what makes a good photographer. And it's interesting to actually hear that answer because if you've ever gone to like a museum, like I used to, when I lived in London, I used to visit all the kind of um, beauty, beauty, all the art museums in London, um, by Trafalgar Square and Leicester Square. So you go into those and you look, look at the pictures, you're looking at all the paintings and you're kind of like, oh God, some of these are like awful. Some of these are like, how are these even up here? But again, you're looking at art, and art is always and has has always been subjective. So you get, I don't know, I just go back to the makeup industry because it's something I'm familiar with. But you get get looks, for example, in a campaign, and you see customers and or people and friends, and like, oh, I love that picture. She looks amazing. And other people are like, oh, she looks awful. She looks in bits. So again, it's subjective. It's the same with photography. You're gonna get people who love your work, and you're gonna get people who just don't connect with it. But again, it's 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 your kind of it's your perception of what how you deal with that because not everyone's gonna love your work. That's fact. Not everyone's gonna think you're amazing at what you do. Again, that's fact. But it's just how you kind of keep going, and you know, it's your work aesthetic. It's, it's your work image. How you kind of want to portray it, and it's it's what you love doing. So at the end of the day, it is what it is. You're gonna get people who don't like it. You just keep go, going on, moving forward. Okay, so I remember back in the industry, like I previously mentioned, we had to use Photoshop, which I just couldn't ever get my head around. Is that still the standard? Like, what are people using now? What's kind of changed? Um, the best editing software, um, I think, like, Adobe, Lightroom and Photoshop are, like, industry standards. Um, every, Almost every single photographer in the entire world, from the a beginner all the way to a professional, use that software and um, there is other softwares like capture one is a really really good software particularly if you're like tethering your camera and stuff like that um or particularly if you're using medium format cameras like phase one and stuff um 
phase one will physically only work with capture one so but uh lightroom and photoshop relatively inexpensive incredibly powerful and see like it hasn't changed like photoshop i know is still the standard in the industry i just didn't have the patience for it so yeah it's still there and there's obviously other options as well so again just research look and find out what works for you and your style of photography to ensure that you're getting the best out of your images if you are manipulating them or editing them in any type of way and in regards to a portfolio do you have is, is your portfolio online like if i was looking to find out your work where can i actually find it to um i do have an online portfolio so you can go to damienbrodrickphoto.com or 1943.e and you can see a quick portfolio of my work there's also a blog on that website as well and then my instagram is essentially um ongoing constantly building portfolio which again my instagram handle is just damien broderick and in regards to like equipment what equipment would you use like on a day-to-day -day? like what equipment would you need maybe if you're starting out or new to photography um, gear is obviously a question that like we get all the time like any photographer um, if someone likes your work they instantly um, ask what gear you're using um, nobody ever asked Picasso what paint he was using or what brushes he was using but for some reason um, people boil it down to cameras um, I use a different uh, variety of cameras I use a DJI drone I use a Canon M5 which is a tiny cheap mirrorless camera which I bought second hand I use a really old Nikon D800 which is probably like nine years old or something and I'm probably due an upgrade in gear more so for the video aspect than the photography aspect but um, I've used tons of different gear I've used old Mamiya cameras I've shot on Canon I've shot on Nikon I've shot on Fujifilm um, both SLRs medium format and that's kind of actually cool to listen because Damon uses different brands of cameras and different ages of cameras as well. So it's not just like using what's new and what's kind of current at the moment. Many photographers do use like the finished style kind of cameras. So that's quite interesting to see as well. So obviously students, I remember being a student, I was poor. So <laughs> if you are starting out doing photography like is budget kind of an issue or how can you kind of get around that as a loophole um alternatively you can always look at secondhand gear so um almost every camera store in the world will um sell used equipment and um, because people trade in their old cameras when buying new ones and um, so you can pick up some really good deals um secondhand and what else would you recommend so cameras like my d800 there uh, which is you know a fully professional camera um she was like 36 million megapixels so you can like print billboard size photos with the thing it's it was an industry standard like eight nine years ago you can probably pick one of those up for five or six hundred euros now um you can pick up secondhand lenses for like two three hundred euros depending on the quality of the lens but yeah secondhand gear um is is a really good kind of way of getting good good camera gear for relatively cheap and that's it you don't have to kind of break the bank if you are starting out and you know cash is a bit tight or you you feel like you're more of a novice and you just want to maybe start start at the lower end and as you grow your brand your business and your experience you can start investing in the more expensive cameras to last you those i don't know five to ten years 
depending on how you use them and what kind of style of photography you use. And that's also a good point as well. I wouldn't be expected to anyone, even back in the day, to be going buying like three or four grand cameras and not really knowing how to use them because you haven't really gained the experience. It's like buying really expensive makeup brushes and not having a clue how to use them. It doesn't make any sense to me. So it goes hand in hand the same. Like grow, get the experience. And as your experience grows, suit it with the camera which suits your style, match it with the camera that suits your style of photography. So in regards to more of like an inspiration of getting into photography, what was kind of your main pull into the industry? Um, yeah, I think we kind of answered this uh, a little bit when asked how I got into photography. Um, my granddad was into photography and then my dad got into it a little bit and then I kind of commandeered the camera that he bought and then was completely hooked. Uh, but in terms of inspiration, I mean, I'm like, we live in the day and age of Instagram where we're bombarded with images. So if you can find photographers whose work that really inspires you, then yeah, you're just constantly inspired every day to create something. So there's people like Steve McCurry and Jimmy Chin and Joey Lawrence. These are all like really high end um, photographers that shoot for like National Geographic and the History Channel and Discovery Channel and you know these are like really high-end commercial photographers and um, whose work really inspires me uh, but then there's like commercial photographers that aren't on that same kind of like fame level as those guys like there's Gareth King who his Instagram handle is shortstash and um, his work is absolutely incredible and um, again like he does like commercial photography works with some of the biggest brands in the world but wouldn't be as famous as like those other guys but his, his work is incredibly inspiring and um, other instagram handles like fran mart um, again um, there's ellie may watson who's an australian photographer absolutely incredible and um, so yeah just decent instagram accounts and um, instagram does a really good job at like suggesting accounts that are similar to ones that you're following and say for example you're you know starting out in any type of the industries we've kind of been talking about like insp inspiration can be taken from anything around you so it could be take a walk to the shops for example like there, there's so much to be kind of seen and so much creativity which you can take from anything it just depends on how much creativity you have or kind of your your understanding of what you can kind of pull from different items so i would say you know even if you don't have instagram or you're not really into tech or the kind of social media sides of things find instagram in inspiration in a lot of things around you because it's very easy to do statement right okay i've got an idea i've got a concept how does it go from like an idea or concept to that physical end result of a photograph my concept for a photo from start to finish um kind of depends on a few things if it's for myself um i kind of treat shooting for myself the same as i would treat shooting for a brand so it's about kind of thinking of the overall image and the message that i want that image to send so when i'm taking images for myself they need to tie into my personal brand and what I'm trying to, you know, put out there for potential clients to see and be like, oh, okay, that's the work that Damien produces and that's what we're looking for, so that's why we'll hire him. So the process always starts at that. That's the foundation of it is branding and who sees the image and what that image says. And then from there, once 
the initial kind of foundations are laid and the concept is kind of grasped in terms of the aesthetic of the image and what we want it to look like, then it's built from there in terms of like styling, props, location. Um, and then from there, then lighting and stuff like that may be added. Depends if it's like indoors or whether it's outdoors. I try work with available light as much as possible. Um, but when I'm sometimes when I'm shooting in certain locations, I already know um, if I'll need like a big flash or like a big kind of octobank um, with more kind of production level. Um, it kind of depends on the aesthetic that I'm looking for. Um, and then, yeah, once it's, uh, the shoot was actually done, it's into uh, post-processing. So it's uh, into Lightroom where I'll apply um, my generic presets, which I've created over the years. Um, so that's how I maintain a certain look to the images is I'll apply my preset and then work the image from there. So once the preset is applied and I have all the colors and tone the way I want, then I'll kind of finesse and finish the image from there. And then I'll deliver it to the client or upload it to Instagram. And just going back to kind of how that process works, like from my experience of being on shoots and doing editorial shoots as well, yourself, the photographer, a model, they're the three most important people in that day. They're the kind of like the three leads of that day because you've got the model, which is the product, You've got the makeup artist or the artist who or hairdresser, whoever it is, who's creating that image of what the brand is looking for. And then you have the photographer who's capturing that image. So you all have like an end goal to get to, but then you're kind of creating that for the particular brand or the company or job, which you guys have obviously booked. So I think communicate with each other. I remember when I first started out doing photography, or like being on shoots with photographers, I'd be very like scared or worried to kind of step in and fix the model and things like that. But now I'm like, listen, at the end of the day, it's your work, it's their work. You're there to get an image or create an image together. So you just work together. Sorry, excuse me, I'm gonna step in in a second. I see to fix this or adjust this or apply this or touch this up, for example, to ensure that your work is reflected as flawless, flawless because that's what the camera's gonna be capturing. So again, it's about editing as well. A photographer doesn't want to re-edit loads of things on the image if it could have been captured and corrected in the makeup side of it. So that could be like correcting the tone, correcting like, you know, um, blemishes or, you know, under eye correction or skin discoloration. That will take time from the photographer and that will cost a lot more money. So again, it's like working in unison with each other. Ensure that your makeup skills are to a T, but at the, at the end of the day, you're still communicating with the photographer of, you know, if every, everything, needs, anything needs to be adjusted or you want anything corrected or you need to step in and just maybe rejudge something up again so never be afraid to talk to the photographer communication is definitely a key and vital element of any type of shoot and going back to like how you would grow as someone new to the industry what would be your advice to maybe like a new starter or a self-starter or someone maybe at a level one of photography um my advice to anybody who wants to become a photographer is to just do it um don't expect to be world-class incredible photographer by buying expensive gear and clicking the button and um, that doesn't work uh, you need to spend years and years creating bad images 
for a multiple um, for multiple reasons. Um, those years and years of terrible photos that you create do two things. Um, you learn from those mistakes and then you start to take good photos. Um, but then you also learn what type of style of photography that you like in terms of what you like to actually photograph, the things you like to take photographs of, whether that be people or animals or landscapes. Um, and then once you figure out what you enjoy photographing and the style of photographs um, that you like to create, whether they be nice, bright, airy, whether they be surreal, whether they be heavily photoshopped and basically concept art or whether they like to be a raw, real version of what you saw in front of you, whatever that may be. Uh, once you get that style dialed in and you're physically capable of using your camera on a technical level um yeah that's when you'll you'll start to like really see the work improve but it can take years uh, to get to that level so obviously some people get there sooner than others but yeah i would say just keep taking photos of everything everywhere you go you already have a camera with you which is in your phone um but cameras are so small and light nowadays you can just throw them in your bag and just take photos of anything and everything and you'll learn from those mistakes and you'll learn to be a better photographer so just create learn and repeat and i definitely think that's important i think find your rhythm first so kind of get used to understand what the tools you have at your disposal and what you're using and like Damien mentioned, like making mistakes is good, especially within any art form. You have to make mistakes to understand how you can grow and learn and make your craft a lot more kind of skilled, more professional and more refined. So I definitely don't see mistakes as a bad thing. They're a good thing. That That's how you grow. So definitely don't feel like, oh, I've taken a really shit photo or my makeup artistry is amazing. I don't get the understanding of anything. Definitely have a look and just grow it that way. And let's just go back to like your experience, you know, 15 years in the industry. If you can go back to the younger you when you first started out, what advice did you kind of give to yourself? Um, I mean, if I could go back to the beginning of like my career, so to speak. Um, yeah, I think I would probably spend more time kind of honing my skills. Like the advice that I give people now, I would give that advice to me I would just spend way more time taking uh, photos of anything and everything um, and I would be a little bit braver with it so like I really like taking portraits so I would probably be braver and asking the people around me if I could take their portraits like you know my neighbours or you know I was always into kind of like photo stories and stuff so I mean you could go to your local like your parish church and ask the priests or the nuns to take their portraits and you can get really creative with the lighting and the um, locations that they're shot in uh, your family like your dad and your mom or your grandparents and that's it like the, the world is your oyster like and there's so much inspiration and people around you where i remember like years ago we had to kind of get people off the streets to model for us it doesn't matter it's still a subject which is physically there which you can use to model for you and it doesn't matter what they kind of look like it's 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 what your kind of your vision is for that picture so definitely don't be afraid to kind of really tackle anyone 
I'm not saying to go out and rugby tackle anyone now. I'm saying more like to kind of really like, listen, I'm a photographer, I'm a makeup artist, I'm doing a shoot. Would you be interested in doing it for me? Again, friends and family, that's exactly what they're there for. Just approach everyone because the more pictures you take, the more experience you gain. Same with makeup artistry, the more faces you paint, the more experience you gain. It's the same with beauty as well, same with nails, same with brows, whatever kind of form you're in within that industry, even fashion. If you, you know, if you make a garment once, you know the next time you make it, how you can adjust it and make it better. So it's the same thing. Just be fearless. That's all I'm trying to say. So guys, that about wraps it up with the photography part of this episode. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. Um, I'm just going to let Damien sign off now. So I hope uh, that answers uh, your questions. And I hope those listening get a little bit of kind of insight and maybe some inspiration from uh from my answers um thanks for having me on it's been an absolute pleasure and uh yeah thanks for listening people so again thank you so much for damien broderick for um joining us today on this episode it's been an absolute pleasure having him again check out his work on instagram um damien broderick uh you can check that out on instagram but also his online blog as well 1943.ie that's very interesting. But if you go to his Instagram handle, it's actually on that anyway. So you can actually have a look at his work and any questions you have in regards to the industry or, uh, or any maybe support you need, definitely send him over a message. And I'm sure with his wealth of experience and knowledge, he'll be able to help you out. So feel free to message him. Um, again, thank you so much for you guys for listening and supporting this channel. Um, I can't do it without the support I get from all the people in the industry, be it fashion, makeup, hair, beauty. So again, Thanks for listening and thank you for support. I hope you guys have enjoyed today. Take care and have a lovely day. Thanks.